everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all-important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. Doesn't have a place in my life anymore. I wish I could have sooner not just opened my mouth, but my heart and laid on the ground and said, help me. Welcome to Hustle and Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we are two sisters who have started multiple businesses together. And yes, it is as messy as you think, because we know that starting a business isn't easy. I mean, we've done it four times. And on this show, we talk about the ups and downs of the hustle and the reward at the end of the journey. And we love talking with our guests about important topics that we've seen in our entrepreneurial journey. We've covered things like team building and work-life balance so far. And now we are talking to some incredible guests on how they have recovered after tragedy. You know, when you simply can't separate life from business. We'll be talking about how to handle those unexpected moments and how to grow and move forward through these experiences. So this week, we're continuing our conversation with Maggie Stewart all about her journey in business with self-worth and the power of telling your story, not always when things are perfectly buttoned up from the top of the mountain, but even when you're in the midst of scaling it. Let's get back to it. So like back in Raleigh, you're moving and shaking, growing this business. And you're married. You're married. married. You're married. Yeah. All that's happening. And Mm -hmm. then like, let's talk about how, because we we kind of semi found Maggie back. Yes. Yeah. Well, we got Maggie back where she Mm -hmm. should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically. Um, I remember, so we rent this amazing duplex, Mm -hmm. two story. We locked out so hard. Mm -hmm. There's like two little bodies of water. We have our own personal dock. It is an oasis. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. And we signed the lease sight unseen. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was like October of 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we moved back July of 22. It was October of 22 when we officially moved into a place mm-hmm. on our own. We were ping-ponging back and forth between in-laws until then, which was very stressful. Yeah. But we were sitting there in the living room, and I felt like— this is so incredible. The other shoe has to drop soon. Mm. Like I was just waiting. Mm-hmm. Because even though I went through this like spiritual revival out <laughs> in Colorado <laughs> that summer, like think about it, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're getting paid to get well in Denver, mm-hmm. Colorado. Right. You're yeah. making 80K to get yeah. well in Denver, Colorado. Right. I'll speak to my business partner about that. <laughs> that is not what my recovery has looked like at all. You're getting paid to go to Red yeah. Rocks. Uh-huh. Your recovery doesn't look like no. that. You no, should not. talk to HR. I am. Um, she is HR. <laughs> okay. You need to talk to yourself. I know. <laughs> but it was this magical summer, but it was still like hard. It was hard work. And I'd been in survival mode Mm -hmm. since I arrived in Denver, Mm -hmm. Colorado that November of Mm -hmm. 2020. And I remember sitting there and I was like, relief. Mm -hmm. I'm home. Mm -hmm. I'm in this oasis of a house. I love, I do not deserve this. My business is going great. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying this to my husband, Hennessy, and he's like, don't put that out into the world. Mm -hmm. Like, just soak it in. Like, God wants you to just soak this Mm -hmm. in. I was like, I'm trying. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> the shoe dropped shortly after that. Yeah. 
And I feel like that's how it always goes, right? Like you're in this zone. Mm-hmm. Things are going so well for you. And that is the moment mm-hmm. where the humbling begins. Mm-hmm. So it started in October mm-hmm. of 22. And I remember the first time I ever really noticed something was off is I was talking to my dad and I was like, dad, I feel like I have nothing to say in conversations, mm-hmm. which I don't dominate conversations. I'm a really good listener, mm-hmm. but I didn't have anything insightful mm-hmm. or intuitive. It was like mm-hmm. my gut was off. Mm-hmm. I felt that. And that's the first thing I remember the first time I ever talked about mm-hmm. something is wrong. My dad is my sounding board for mm-hmm. a lot of things. And I was like, something's weird. Like, I don't have anything to add. Mm-hmm. Ha Like, <laughs> if I knew now what I knew then, like, that was the beginning of just this insane, painful mm-hmm. health journey. And before I dive into some more of the specifics, I, I want to stress, like, I'm not on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am still climbing that mountain. And mm-hmm. I think it is so important, though, to talk about it when you're still on the mountain Mm -hmm. while things are still fresh Mm -hmm. and to talk about it with people Mm -hmm. that you know and love like Mm -hmm. you guys um, and the rest of the world apparently (laughs) Um, (laughs) to talk about it because people can provide insight Mm -hmm. and see things in your life that you don't see. So I'm talking about this while I'm still climbing. Yeah. And so this is either going to come out as completely chaotic Mm -hmm. and I'm trauma dumping, Mm -hmm. or I'm hoping that there are some nuggets here for people to take. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone is listening to this (laughs) and has any ideas on what's going on with me, let me know, reach out. Um, But it started off with just like gut stuff. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't eat anything. I couldn't eat anything. It was like everything would make me bloat up like mm-hmm. a balloon. Mm-hmm. So uncomfortable. I felt weak. Mm-hmm. I felt like physically weak. Like I mm-hmm. couldn't do my yoga anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and Courtney, you and I connect on this. We both yeah. are yogis. We love our yoga. It's as much for our mind as it is for our body. That's our sanity. Mm-hmm. And I had around this time all these big plans mm-hmm. to relaunch my business mm-hmm. with a new name. Um a branding shoot. Mm-hmm. I was like new service offerings. Mm-hmm. I was going to transition away from VA work and do more contract mm-hmm. type work. And so I was going to launch that in January, but my body is starting to feel kind of funny mm-hmm. and things are declining very quickly. And I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know what was going on. Um, it got to the point where I now know that I wasn't getting nutrients to mm-hmm. my brain. Mm-hmm. I think I'd pushed my body so hard mm-hmm. from 2020 onward. I'd been pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing my body and my mind that my bo- body finally said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do this anymore. And mm-hmm. it stopped working. Mm-hmm. Like, the normal bodily functions that you're supposed to have, mine, mine stopped. Mm-hmm. And that can happen. Yeah. Like, it just stops absorbing nutrients. It yeah. stopped processing how it should be processing food. It, and Yes. It goes, things. what are the bare necessities? Yep. I How can't I, keep yeah. up with everything. Mm-hmm. What can I pare it down to? And apparently, my body decided my brain was not that important. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I learned a lot from that. Like, mm-hmm. take care of your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we push it. Mm-hmm. I think our society makes us feel like we have to push it. But your body's number one. Mm-hmm. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. My, yeah. my grandpa always used to say health is wealth. And as a 10-year-old, I did not understand that. Mm-hmm. But that has been, like, my motto mm-hmm. this year. Like, health is wealth. Mm-hmm. 
I might be poor, but <laughs> <laughs> health is wealth, health is wealth. Right. Um, but yeah, my brain wasn't working. And I remember January, January was this big month for me where I was going to launch everything. I did my branding shoot with the incredible mm-hmm. and amazing and magical Jamie Vinson. Mm-hmm. And she got these images back to me. But that morning of my brand shoot, I called Amanda Honeycutt and I was like, I'm in so much pain. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like myself. I was bloated. Mm-hmm. Like you could see it in my face. You could see it in my fingers. Mm-hmm. I didn't look like myself. Mm-hmm. I looked jaundiced mm-hmm. and pale. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel confident or beautiful. And I'm supposed to be launching this brand on mm-hmm. confidently, right? Yeah. Like, and I think it was probably similar to with you, Courtney, where you're like, I'm just a buoy mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean. And yeah. Who am I and what happened to me? Like, why am I questioning myself? But I remember saying to Amanda, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do this shoot. And she said, well, you don't have to. And I was like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And so Why I did, did you feel like you had to? I think, ooh, good question. Mm-hmm. Is this the one, like, where you had, like, your grandmother's dress on? Yeah. It, it looked beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. They are. They're beautiful images. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I look at them, it's a bittersweet thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, now I can look at them and I see a really tough woman. Yeah. For sure. And I have so much respect for her. But I also sometimes makes me want to cry mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't look like myself. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question, I felt like I had to because when you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I, it's a little bit different for you too, mm-hmm. I feel, because you have each other. For a lot of us solopreneurs, we are the only ones who can push things forward. Mm-hmm. We really needed money. Mm-hmm. We really, I really wanted to do it for myself. Mm -hmm. And if I'm being honest, there was a little bit of ego too. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I have always been able to do anything I put my mind to. Sure. I am the girl who got this executive assistant job as the least Mm -hmm. qualified person he probably interviewed. I can do anything I put Mm -hmm. my mind to. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Mm -hmm. I can't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Plot twist. I can't, but I did it. So yeah, those photos, although they are stunning, Mm -hmm. humbly, they Mm -hmm. are stunning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are painful for mm-hmm. me on some level. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like one of those things, like, and I think it's, um, I, I, it's one of the things we talk a lot about entrepreneurship. It's kind of changing that mindset that yeah. that we have to that hustle and grind culture. Mm-hmm. And I know it's called hustle and gather, but um, <laughs> it's more the hustle and grind part of it. Like, uh-huh. I feel like there is this attitude that you have to you yeah. you have to go through something really hard mm-hmm. or. Like you can't allow yourself the moment to rest and say, you know what? Like this is, my body is telling me this is not the time to do this. And, but at the same time, I commend you because as a woman, I know you do what you need to do for your family. And I, Mm -hmm. we all did the same thing. Mm -hmm. We all were like, it doesn't, it didn't matter if I was like bleeding from like, you know, (laughs) whatever. But if, Mm -hmm. if my family needed the money, like I was going to do what I needed to do, you know, like it's very much that like instinct that I think that we all have as women. But I always say like, there used to be this badge of honor that you would we would play like oh like I had Henry and I had a wedding three weeks later yes. and yeah. I'd be like and I'm like but that's bullshit yeah it is like how why am I proud of that like yeah. that's awful and like when I think back on like my regret and my like my trauma from like mm. not knowing like like I think I'm gonna cry every time I talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I know yeah yeah but not remembering Henry when he was born <laughs> when he was born yeah. yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time. Like, I can never get to that story, like, ever. And I don't know why. I mean, I've, like, dealt with it for, like, years. But 
You have know? you dealt with it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like I have. <laughs> yeah. I've been in therapy for many years. Yeah. But, um, it's a, a very painful thing because you yeah. know you can never get that back. You can never get it back. Yeah. People always cry with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's you. So it's you, Maggie. Thank you. Thank I you. I mean, many mother true. of a bride to cry. <laughs> yeah. It is true. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely one of those things yeah. like where, but like for so long, I was so proud of it because didn't that make mm. me, didn't that make me the best entrepreneur? Didn't that make <gasps> me like the best boss? Yeah. But I think it's a like, purpose. Yes. But it's yes. unlearning all of those things that yes. we were taught. Like that yeah. motherhood is all about sacrifice <laughs> yes. or that being an yeah. entrepreneur is all about sacrifice or the fact that you have to silo the two. Like you yeah. can't be a great mom and a great entre- yeah. entrepreneur. Like you got to keep that mom life out of your, mm. out of your right. work life. I remember, yeah, I think it was shortly after Mason. I was pumping. Like I was like very newly mom and I was pumping at a wedding and I was at Snipes Farm. Farm. Yeah. Farm. Yep. And I, <laughs> and I remember the bride got ready in like this little shed thing that was mm-hmm. like off the barn or whatnot. And I had to step away and pump and whatnot. And I yeah. made sure it was like a good time and like everyone was doing their thing. And I'm like sitting there in the, in the bridal suite, like pumping or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there was no, there's just one big room. So like, yeah the bride walked in at that point and she needed something. Like she needed to be bustled. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. Like I yeah. wasn't there. And she was like, you, what? Have your baby like pumping. Like you do this. Mm-hmm. Like you're such a badass. Like, don't worry about me. Like I'm mm-hmm. fine. But I remember at the time I was like, oh my God, I'm falling down on the job because I yeah. have to like, do, I, mean, I was literally about to explode, you know? I'm like, mm-hmm. but I had to do this mom mm-hmm. thing and I just wanted it so siloed. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm hundred percent there for you. Like I'm yeah. really not a mom. Like my kid doesn't need me. Like I'm not lactating at this point, you know, like I yeah. can go eight hours and not do it. Yeah. And like, we were open the, I don't know, it wasn't we the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were. But it was like, but I remember feeling at the time like, okay, yeah, maybe like everyone doesn't see it like that. Like mm-hmm. I can be, this can be part of my brand. Like mm-hmm. I can be mom and I can be entrepreneur and I can be all those things or whatnot. But I think that like for us, like we were very much taught that, that yeah. it was like, there was like business Courtney and Dana and then there was mom Courtney and Dana and the two yeah. should not intertwine. And you guys come from, entrepreneurs like your father right yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. so I think you know Mm -hmm. even more so for you guys it's ingrained in you but in in everyone's defense here I think that it's hard as an entrepreneur to truly embrace the season you're in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we become entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. because we said we're not accepting this Mm -hmm. the same thing that makes us successful at what us like as what we do Mm and what we do is what holds us prisoner to it Mm -hmm. like Wanting, wishing away the season that we're mm-hmm. actually in that mm-hmm. is so common for entrepreneurs. Yep. And that can involve a number of things right. like personal life and mm-hmm. professionally. Like what season are you actually in and mm-hmm. why do we wish it away? Mm-hmm. But I can see how, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm an entrepreneur because I said, this isn't working for me. Right. I'm going to will something to happen. Right. I'm going to mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think we channel that same energy into these seasons that we don't want to be true. Yeah. And I so wish looking back that I sooner would have mm-hmm. said, this is a season of rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to launch this business. Right. That does not mean that I'm not going to have a beautiful brand shoot. Right. It just means that for some reason, the answer is not yes, it's not no, it's right. wait. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's for wait. sure. But it's so, and that's like, that is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing when you are a um, driven person. Yeah. 
And that's why we're all here. Yeah. I'm the worst waiting waiter ever. <laughs> yes. That is 100% the truth. But it's like the strength <laughs> and she the weakness. She's right? like, why wasn't this done yesterday? And I'm like, uh, well, it's not even that. It's but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, even, I love you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> but even when like we know that there's something coming down the pipeline, like there's a new idea, there's a new, like something we need to change, mm-hmm. I cannot rest. I literally mm-hmm. cannot rest. I won't sleep mm-hmm. until I figured it out. I've made a flow chart about it. Like yeah. <laughs> I've like done yeah. whatever I need to do because to me, like there's this, there, there's just that anxiety of like making sure everything is perfect. Everything is right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's, I think, and I think for people who are super driven, it's really hard to wait and know like, is this the right time? Like even, you know, there's all these things coming on the pipeline and I'm like, yeah. we should deal with this tomorrow. Let's handle it yeah. tomorrow. She's like, we can't deal with it tomorrow. Can't, like, yeah, there's, there's d- other things to do. We're, we're not in that season, Dana. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what the time it's is, you know? Um, so yeah. I totally understand that. It's hard. But it's really it's, hard. And it's hard to have that, like be attuned to that, I guess. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And then for me too, you know, I was still a pretty fresh new business and I had gotten a lot of momentum around that time. And, um, there was no one else who could carry the business forward mm-hmm. but me. And what does it mean if I don't? Um, I put this out here. There's people who believe in me, um, who are rooting for me. What happens if I scale this back or I put this on pause? Right. What I now know is I literally was not getting nutrients to my mm-hmm. brain. So I couldn't have given right. mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kept one client on mm-hmm. during that period, which was months. Months Mm -hmm. longer than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And I gave that client everything I had. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were opportunities that came that didn't work out. Not necessarily because of me, but I understand why. Mm -hmm. Someone was looking out for me. Like someone was looking out for me. Like I wouldn't have been able to give that person my best. And isn't that what I want? Well, mm-hmm. honestly, that's even worse. Yeah. Like it's worse to be able to say, hey, I'm going to do this and then not deliver. Yeah. Than it is to be like, hey, like I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I definitely mm. think that that's a tough lesson to learn, but like super yeah. essential to having successful businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. relying on the people around you. Yeah. I'm an emotionally analytical person. I said mm-hmm. this at the very beginning, meaning I analyze my emotions and I have seen that as me being vulnerable. What I have learned through therapy, mind you, I did not come up with this on my mm-hmm. own is that's how my dad is. Mm. That's how I am. Mm -hmm. That's how I survived my childhood. It had its purpose. Mm -hmm. That's how I survived a really tough season Mm -hmm. when I was out in in Denver. But it doesn't have a place in my life anymore. I wish I could have sooner not just opened my mouth, but my heart Yeah, and laid on the ground Mm -hmm. and said, help me. Mm -hmm. Because I have this incredible community of people to rely on. That is a gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is such a gift. Not everyone had that. And I didn't use that. Yeah. It's really interesting that you say that because I've been I'm actually extremely similar mm-hmm. that um, talking to therapists, whatever, yeah. they're like, you can sit here and you can say exactly how you're feeling yes. and you can justify why you're, why you feel this way. You can talk very clearly about it. Mm-hmm. You can be, okay, you know what? I need to take a moment and think about it. And then like, you know, say, I don't know how I should feel about this. You're going to debrief with people, whatever. And in your mind, you've come up with why you feel this way. You come up with the emotion, you come up with the reason, but you never actually feel it. Yes. I feel like you and I have always connected over that because we are similar in that Mm -hmm. way. But it's like, I think for me, I won't speak for Mm -hmm. you. I'm curious if it's the Mm -hmm. same reason though. My childhood was messy. Mm. I fear a mess. Mm -hmm. I fear an emotional mess. And that's why I put my feelings into compartments. 
but what if I just let myself cry? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, I know. Why, well, but there's why a point. There's a, my but there's fears. a point where you have to. Yeah. Like for I yes. mean, I'm very similar. Like I don't yeah. experience my emotions in my head at all. It's my body that's like, uh, watch out, this. watch out. You watch out. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen all day. And you're like, uh, this is a day that apparently I'm just gonna cry all day and not the have great any sadness. Yeah, it's the great sadness. I'm gonna need some tequila and some curry, and we're gonna have to like power our way through this because obviously my body needs to process this. Yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. We are the owners of Hustle & Gather Consulting. We began our consulting business because our goal is to empower you with the knowledge and the enthusiasm to take those big steps in your business. We're excited to offer VIP days that provide up to five hours of one-on-one time with our team to help you navigate challenges within your business. Whether that's overcoming an obstacle, hiring that perfect team, or taking steps to expand into new territories, we wanna help you achieve those milestones. Head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can help you. So you want to open a venue and have no idea where to start? We've been there too. We are Courtney and Dana, owners of Hustle & Gather Consulting. Over the last 10 years, we have built, operated, and scaled a successful event venue in the competitive triangle market. We want for you to learn from our mistakes and profit from our successes. Our venue marketing and direction consulting is for that person who thinks, just like we did one time, you know, opening a venue would be fun. And it is, but it can be scary and very confusing. Let us help you with those first crucial steps like market research, potential profitability, and design concepts, just to name a few. Head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can help you. And it's like, but like even getting back to like the health situation, like that was one of the biggest things for me. Like that kind of was one of the final pushes towards like, I got to get out of this relationship because you're literally killing Mm. me. It's like my enzyme, like my blood work was coming back terrible. Like my liver enzymes are like off the charts. My cholesterol was super high. Like I was like, and they couldn't really point it to anything. And they're like, but stress could do this to you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm that stressed that my body is like not working properly. Mm -hmm. And like, sure enough, like five or six months after separating, like everything's back to normal. And I was like, oh yeah. So you were killing me. So like, I knew that. But, like, now I feel like there's confirmation that yes. that happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think to answer your question, I don't think it's because my childhood was chaotic. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was definitely some uneasiness about it. But really what it was was I was actually an extremely, extremely emotional kid. Mm. Like, I felt my emotions all over the place. And I allowed myself to feel emotional. I was happy. Yeah. I was sad. Yeah. I was angry. I was mm-hmm. all the things. And then there came a point when that was not – it just wasn't okay. Yeah. And so – I was told like my entire life, I remember like I was told I was moody and I was too emotional. Ooh. And Sam, when I met him, I would always like, again, self-deprecating say, it, and he's like, you're like the least like emotional person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> like in his mind, that was not actually the case. And so mm-hmm. I learned that my emotions weren't valid. So therefore I had to process them in my head and I had ah. to say, is this real? Is this true? Mm-hmm can I actually be sad about this mm-hmm. or am I just being irrational? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or can I be happy about this? Or is this just, you know, not something that is actually joyful, right. Yeah. Or something that shouldn't be celebrated because like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Right. And so, and and I don't allow myself to feel it in a lot of ways because, because of that. So 
it's one of those things like trying to relearn it. And I still, and I'll never not process through my head. Like I just won't, it is a learned behavior mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and the people who know me the best are the people who experience the emotion because mm-hmm. the, it's the safest place I can have it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know me well, like you'll never see me cry. Yeah. Like you'll never see me cry. Yeah. Like, you won't see me break down. You won't see me be upset. You'll see me get like teary eyed or like mm-hmm. a little bit emotional, but you'll never see me have a breakdown like yeah. and be sad about something. Yeah. You know, well, it's hard and it's scary. Yeah. And like you hear um, feelings aren't fact. Yeah. And I think that's used as an argument a lot of times when yes. you're debating something with someone mm-hmm. and they're talking about their feelings and right. you're like, oh, well, feelings aren't fact. Right. So you hear that in your head, but feelings aren't fact, which mm-hmm. also validates that we can have feelings. Yeah that don't have to be factual. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't have to make yeah. sense. They don't have to, like they're our mm-hmm. own. And I say this because I'm the same as you, yeah. but why is it so hard? I think mm-hmm. it's because we're trained a certain yeah. way. Yeah. It's, it's going to take years for me to undo what has been done. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think obviously we grew up in like the same household, mm-hmm. but as far as like emotions go, it was very, very different. Cause it was, was like I? as the oldest mm-hmm. in a household that, like, I wouldn't even say that we were, like, there wasn't any, like, emotional training. There wasn't, like, any real emotional depth. Like, you just powered through, mm. right? And you did what was best for the team, which mm. was the family, like, regardless of how you felt about it. Yeah. Right? So, like, for yeah. as the oldest and our our mother, and I've said this before on the podcast, like, was in and out of the hospital. So, like, mm. a lot of the responsibility fell on me for, like, watching Dana, watching Jeremy, making sure everybody ate, all those things. Cause, and our dad worked. Like, he went and worked hours and hours and hours. And mom was in the hospital or sick or whatever. So it was, mm-hmm. it was like, regardless of what you needed or wanted, it didn't matter because it wasn't a priority. So then for me, like emotionally, it was like, I never expressed them because what did it matter? Like, yeah. even when I said, I remember very emphatically at, I think I was 12 and I was like, I don't want to watch these kids anymore mm-hmm. this summer. Like I want to go and I want to be a kid. Like I don't want to have the responsibility. My parents saying, that's not an option. Yeah. Sorry. Like, yeah. we can't afford to hire anybody. It's going to have to be you. Yeah. So, like, even when you got to the point where you were like, hey, like, this is too much for me at 12 or whatever, it didn't matter. So then it was like, mm-hmm. it set me up very perfectly for, like, the relationship that I had with Mikhail mm-hmm. where it was like, hey, like, you can pile all your emotional shit on me, all of your needs, because my emotions don't matter. And I still had the ability to, like, put that aside and power yeah. through with whatever my duty was. And I mean, and in a lot of ways— that helped me. Like it helps me in a lot of ways because I yeah. don't ever feel like the negative emotions. Mm-hmm. I don't ever feel the fear. I don't ever feel like, wow, this could really go badly. Cause I was like, it's probably going to work out. We're just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And yeah. what happens happens and mm-hmm. not really have like an emotional evaluation about it. It's definitely like a, a, a I don't want to say positive, but like a side effect of being an of doing well in entrepreneurship because yeah. there's mo- times and like, you can feel all the feels, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's not going to change what I'm going to do. You still have to do it. still have to do it. Well, you were trained very well. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was definitely trained very well. But, like, yeah. when that pertains to, like, interactions and interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. sometimes I think it's super crippling. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, how do I feel about that, Dana? How should I be feeling about that? Like, mm-hmm. am I processing yeah. this the right way? Like, what's my blind side? Like, I don't understand, yeah. you know? yeah. I yeah. think it's interesting you say that you don't feel things, though, but your blood work showed mm-hmm. differently. Oh, yeah. So it's like your body. That's mm-hmm. what's so insane. And mm-hmm. I think people forget that because mm-hmm. we take for granted that our body is functioning. Mm-hmm. I no longer take that for granted. Mm-hmm. You no longer take that for granted. Well, there's three times in my life now, and it's like all happened in the last like four or five years that like I've literally lost memory of like what happened yes. during the time. 
it's almost like your body is trying to protect you yes. because it's mm-hmm. learned. Like it's big, so like, wild, guys. Like big like, emotions are bad. Yes. Like I'm protecting you. And yes. it's so, so and, weird. But it, it gets it confused because the body doesn't know the difference between good and bad necessarily. Yeah. It just knows big. Yeah. But Sorry. yeah, it's like trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. But I'm just what I'm saying. Worse. It's like, I just think your body does take over when you're mm-hmm. going through these big life moments. And it's like, even unavoidable. Even when I I'm consider myself a semi-non-emotional person, like yeah. it's unavoidable. Like at some point, like your body is going to take over and it's going to do mm-hmm. what it's going to do. Yeah, your body is, um, you can be mentally unemotional, but your body is still emotional. Yes. And like I encourage people to pay attention to mm-hmm. their bodies. Mm-hmm. Like if something doesn't feel normal, mm-hmm. pay attention, mm-hmm. go to the doctor, please yeah. take the time. Like when I look back, my symptoms started in 2020 mm-hmm. and granted there were long periods where mm-hmm. I didn't have insurance because mm-hmm. I was starting my business and it was very complicated. But if you guys have insurance, mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. do the appointment, get the blood work done, mm-hmm. see what's going on. Like don't ignore that because health is wealth, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how have you begun to like, you're still in the middle of this, obviously still climbing yeah. the mountain. So how did you start to like overcome that physical journey? I still don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Like step by step, mm-hmm. there's still not been a doctor who's connected all the dots for me. Mm-hmm. My gut stuff is a lot better, but that's because I've learned to manage the symptoms. Mm-hmm. I'm eating a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like I was going, when I started my business, I wasn't eating a lot because mm-hmm. I was stressed out mm-hmm. and there was a lot going on in my personal life. Mm-hmm. I'm eating more, you know, eat guys, mm-hmm. eat like it, that it, it's simple. Mm-hmm. You need to provide your body with nutrients. And so that has helped a lot. I've seen, you know, 10, 11 different doctors. Mm-hmm. They've helped with little things here mm-hmm. and there. Like yoga is a big part of my life mm-hmm. for my mental health and my physical health. I found that the mind body connection is really strong and not to underestimate it. So mm-hmm. I'm also going to therapy as well. I think mm-hmm. that's important, but inch by inch and just slowly getting my, that gut feeling, that thing Mm -hmm. that I was born with, that intuition, Mm -hmm. fighting for that. Mm -hmm. It's back. Mm -hmm. Like I can form thoughts and sentences and provide insightful things Mm -hmm. for conversations now. And with that, I have confidence that I'll be able to intuitively know where to go Mm -hmm. for the answers that I I need. And I'm going to fight for that. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to say that I'm just going to live like this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to continue to fight and advocate for myself. So that's where I am Yeah. now. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's all really great. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we knew this conversation would run long because yeah. when do our conversations not run long? It's mm-hmm. us. It's us. For <laughs> real. So we want to do like a little change up on mm-hmm. our um, conversations with sisters. We're just kind of like continuing on here during this episode. And instead of us giving you kind of like, like normally when we listen, obviously, if you listen to our podcast, when we are finished with the podcast, we do our conversation with sisters. What's our favorite takeaway? What's our best business takeaway? What's our best mm. personal takeaway? Maybe like a fuck up. We can maybe still share our fuck ups. I don't know. But I want to hear from your perspective <laughs> yeah. because you're kind of like an honorary sister at this point. Yeah. Like you've been with us through a lot of like our ups and down journeys. We've uh-huh. known you for, I guess, six years now. We did the math correctly. <laughs> and I'm curious as to like kind of like knowing Dana and I and working yeah. with Dana and I, like what is your biggest takeaway? From you guys? From us. What is your Ooh. biggest pers- like business? It can be either combined or separate. Best piece of business advice that we've given you or okay. that you've taken from us and best piece of personal advice. Business-wise, you guys taught me that there is no formula. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And 
I think if you go into entrepreneurship thinking there is a mm-hmm. formula and you have to do things a certain way, yeah. Godspeed, my <laughs> friends. <laughs> you will fail. You taught me to problem mm-hmm. solve. It's mm-hmm. okay to get creative with things. It's okay to do things that are non-traditional. Mm-hmm. It's okay to scrap an idea. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are very humble in that way. And I have so much respect for you because that's very difficult to do in mm-hmm. the position that you're in. As people, Dana. <laughs> Dana. <laughs> I feel like you've actually taught me a lot about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. feel that some of the best conversations I've had about vulnerability are always with you. Mm-hmm. And you are one of the few people I've always felt like I can let all my walls down with mm-hmm. and that Love you actually that. understand mm-hmm. Because we are the same. We are We're different. Yeah. You're an Enneagram 8. Mm-hmm. I'm an Enneagram 2. Let's yes. not get it twisted. No. But yeah, you are one, mm-hmm. one of those few people for me. And I think it's an honor to me because I know that it's hard for you to be vulnerable. Yeah. When you are vulnerable with me, I'm like, wow, I feel mm-hmm. so special. Yeah. <laughs> like you should you- feel special. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, I that, do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. And it's given me permission to be more mm-hmm. more vulnerable with people, yeah. especially you. Yeah. Um, Court, mm. you and I connect on that like confidence thing. On the asshole level. <laughs> on the asshole level. Mm-hmm. But we're not. We're <laughs> not assholes. Yeah. I think what I love about you and something you've taught me is just to have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I have the most fun when I'm with you. Mm-hmm. It's always spontaneous random. We can laugh at ourselves. We can definitely laugh at other people. (laughs) And um, you bring this like really fun side to my life and just like business for your employees as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that answer y'all's question? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do feel like you can't take it too seriously. No. Like, like I can't take myself seriously. Right. And I think that's what I've learned from you. Yeah. Like a bad, bad spot. Cause it all changes. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah. That's how I feel about you. It's all That's fluid. True. It's fluid. Yeah. <laughs> where's this? Where's this river taking me? I don't know. It's seasonal. Yeah, it it's is seasonal. Like like the world, we have seasons for a reason, yeah. mm-hmm. and we in our lives are supposed to mm-hmm. mimic those seasons. Maybe mm-hmm. not like in winter, you go hibernate for right. three months, but maybe mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Like, why do we expect to always be in summer? Mm-hmm. We right. shouldn't, right? Because not even the most magical thing, which is this earth, mm-hmm. like can do that. Right? It's not natural. Yeah. Right. It ain't natural, that. folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's true about Dana, too. Like, she mm-hmm. always has had great, like, words for her feelings. Yeah. Like, her ability to, like, think and process. Mm-mm. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about it. I just feel bad, whatever that means. <laughs> I feel Fill sad. in the blank. I, whatever. It's all the words I have. Yeah. I've got nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's no so, idea where it comes from. but Yeah, I know. Again, getting back to new relationships, like, and Taylor is, like, totally a cancer, so he's, like, all in his feelings. And he's, Mm. like, you're doing so much better. You have, like, four words now to describe your feelings. I'm, like, yeah, I know. Thank you. It's a big deal, actually. It's it's so difficult. Yeah. I know. I can only imagine how hard it is for you. I know. But, yes, but Dana's always been that one that had, like, you know, 37 words to describe how she's feeling at that moment, whether you want to hear them or not. And what a a gift, (laughs) truly. Like, that's such a gift. I know. Such a gift. Is it? <laughs> yes. For yes. you. Absolutely. Yes. How cathartic. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. No. I don't know. I just, I mean, I've, it's, it's, it's crazy because you're probably similar. Like you, like when you've processed it in your head, you have to get it out. Like you just have to yeah. say the words and yeah. like, 
even like now, sometimes you're like, there's some things you should just let lie. Like yeah. just let it lie. Like, why yeah. does it matter? But you're like, no, no, I have to say it. I have to, I have to like say this feeling mm-hmm. or this emotion. Like, and maybe that's how, maybe that's how I feel it or whatever. Yeah, I don't yes. really know. We're like, check. Okay. Yes. On to the next, even though we have it. not processed no, it at, at all. all. Yes. <laughs> well, I love so that. True. And I think this, one of the things that like comes to mind when I'm talking to you in general is from Eat, Pray, Love. And one of the, one of the favorite sayings from that movie, book, whatever, is that when you're on a truth seeking journey, mm-hmm. every person you meet is a teacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that. How very but, yogi of you. I know, I know. But I think that, like, I think, like, 2017 Maggie, 22, super cute, talking mm-hmm. about her country, which, so like, almost cute. got her not, in, like, hired, like, the, her favorite music. But <laughs> oh yeah, that is it's true. true. Yeah, I we're like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> like, thinking about that know. person and, like, kind of, like, showing you the ropes of the business mm-hmm. and then, like, going through, like, your, you know, complexity levels and, like, all of the things, scale. like, She's and all the things you brought scale. and then kind of going full circle to you know, you going to Denver and like coming back here. And even now when we've had like some questions about business or like whatever, we've called Maggie, like Maggie would have great insight into Mm -hmm. this, right? Like we would love to hear Maggie's like opinion on this. And I just think like about this journey that is life and like how, and I do think like Mm -hmm. Dana and I do want to be the best business owners that we can be. And we want to be the best bosses Mm -hmm. and we want to be the fairest and we want to be the truest and whatnot. And Whereas at the beginning of our journey, like we were kind of teaching you, yeah. as our journey continues, in a lot of ways you're teaching us. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, am I teaching you guys? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Yes. If yes. I am, I'm literally dying right here. Yeah. Well, then this is I've the end. Peaked. Rest in peace. I've peaked. <laughs> You've peaked. But I just yeah. think that, like, you're like on this life journey. Mm-hmm. And I was even telling Dana this earlier, like, some people are seasonal and mm-hmm. some people yeah. are lifers. And, like, for sure. Lifers. Just lifers. as you told us, you were going to be the fungus, that you're a lifer yeah. that we can't get rid of. Yeah. And, like, as we continue this journey, I just love the truth that you bring into our life mm-hmm. and the truth we're able to speak to each other. And I just love that. And I just yes, think right. for people listening, you just never know. Like, they may be your employee one mm-hmm. day that, yeah. like, circles back and it's like, look, like, preaching it to you when you're like, you need to hear this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. For yeah, sure. no, it's so true. Like when you view everyone as a teacher. It's true. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. Like what can happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's that kind of like uh, my my favorite scene from uh, Ted Lasso, the dart scene when he's like, just like stay curious, be <laughs> to, curious. To quote the great Ted Lasso. To quote <laughs> the great Ted Lasso. <laughs> but I, well, I, I loved it. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it so much. And I say it to my kids even like, all the time. Like, just be curious. Mm-hmm. Like, try yes. new things. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the, yes. you know, whatever. And yes. like, even as like, we're like, our family's transitioning into some things like with Sam and his job. And I, mm-hmm. and I, I say, I was like, just be curious. Like, mm-hmm. you've never had the freedom to be curious. Mm-hmm. Like, you've never had the choice to like, say, is this what I want to do? Is yeah. this where I want to be? I want to try this, right? Because you've always been the financial backbone of everything. Right. And now you don't have to be. Right. And so, and he's like, I I don't know how, I don't know how to do that. You know, like be curious. Yeah. It's also like, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. And failure does not mean you lose. Right. Sometimes failure means you win. Like Mm -hmm. there are some clients I didn't book when I was at my worst. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I probably, it was hard for me to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. I could have seen that as a failure. And at the time I kind of did, but Mm -hmm. it it was actually a win because what would have happened if I had gotten them? Mm -hmm. I would have lost even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a win. Mm -hmm. Sometimes failure is disguised. Yeah. It's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I can think of lots of failures that became wins. That's true. 
Yeah. The most devastating thing that ever happened to us was not getting that business loan in the beginning. And it was the best thing that ever happened to us really? because we would have had two really shitty ballrooms. Yep. Mm. Two, two oh, yeah. small yeah, subpar that. ballrooms. Like we yeah. didn't even have, like when we built that new ballroom, we didn't have to go through like planning, approval, anything. It was already like, oh yeah, you already got a second ballroom. Not that it was like three or four times the size of the original, right. but like, oh yeah, it's your incredible. septic's good. It's all good. Everything's yeah. good. And we're like, okay. Yeah. That yeah. ballroom. Smooth sailing. Incredible. Yeah. 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 So well-timed, guys. It's like all so these, well-timed. Like, I know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like all these things, you like, I don't know. I love that. I love thinking about that. It's And it's one of those, also the things that I love the most about entrepreneurship that I've learned how to change my mindset is that there's so many days you say, I have to do this. I have to mm-hmm. get through my emails. I have to mm-hmm. go to this meeting. I have to, have to, have to, have to, right? It's very few things you it, have to do. And yeah. I've always, I've like started changing. It's like, hey, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, and it and it bleeds into personal life too. Like there's like, we had a, a rough start to school year this year and mm-hmm. like Henry's struggling or whatnot. And it's been mm-hmm. so, it's been so exhausting. Yeah. Like just so exhausting, like just trying to get him through and like, you know, trying to diagnose what's going on in Mm. his, you know, cute little brain and like, and doing all these things. And we're sitting there and they're like, we have, he's in tutoring, he's in tutoring three days a week. It's 4.30 to 5.30. And it's like, oh my gosh, you have to, I'm like, you know what? No, I get to, and I get to pay for this really great tutor because I busted my ass for Mm. what, 20 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've created this life and this stability that when they're like, Hey, this is what you need. You're like, okay, what, how much does it cost? Let me write you a check, pay it in full, take care of my kid. Like, you know, and it's just that. And when you, when you train, when you like train yourself to look at what could be really hard and Mm. overwhelming and what seems like a lot and you, and it seems like a, like a burden. It's like, Mm. no, like I, like, I get to do this, Mm -hmm. you know, I get to do this beautiful and amazing life. And I think that's what has been the biggest change for me over the last year and a half for sure. And going through like, cause I was diagnosed with depression and I've been Mm -hmm. on a, I've had a, I've been on medicine for a year and a half and it's been like a total life change, Wow, like absolute life Mm -hmm. change because I, I mean, I'm definitely, I still, you still go through it. Like you still feel things, but like I can look at this life and say like, this is beautiful. Mm. This is a great life. Like I have a great life. Mm it's not always easy, but I ha- it's amazing. And yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything else or like in the, in the entire world. And without the depression, do you feel like you would have had that same perspective? No, right. I don't. Yeah. Cause I don't think I would have known how dark it could actually be. Right. Right. And like, see, so depression can yeah. seem like a failure. Yes. But actually right. it's Cause it win. does feel like a failure. Like why can't you pull your, like you guys are all talking about these terrible things happen and like what happened? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I can't get myself out of the bed. You know what though? We all have our different, different, you were, cho- you were chosen uh, okay. to handle the life that you've been given. Like uh-huh. yes. the trials that you were given were chosen right. just for you. Yes. But it's definitely one of those things <laughs> where you can you handle like, them. That's fine. I know. <laughs> but you struggle with it. You're like, what a failure of a person. Yeah. There has been nothing that I should feel <laughs> depressed about, but I do. And I did. And I, and I, and, but it's been my entire life. Yeah. I mean, I look back on it and everyone said, oh, you're so anxious, you're so anxious. And it, I never had anxiety. I actually don't have anxiety. I'm really? not anxious about things. I just was depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't anxiety. It was just depression. Just depression. <laughs> just you know? a smidge, a little Well, touch. someone had to keep the wheel moving forward. <laughs> there you go. Right. You're literally just the engine. <laughs> just the engine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, well, it's oh. been great. I know. It's been great chatting. It's been I know. so awesome. I, I like could, could go this. on and on and on. I know. I, I, know. I could do this literally all day, I every know. day. Can yeah. this be a career for us? Yeah. yeah. 
We'll just sit here. We'll be like the new, like, uh, we can do hard things from Glenn and Doyle, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm honored you guys asked me to be on this. Like, I really, in a serious way, mean, I've peaked. Like, (laughs) this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm just so, yeah, honored to be here. Thanks for being vulnerable and real. Anytime. Mm -hmm. And I just love you guys. Love you. Love you too. Excited to see where this all goes for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me too. To learn more about our hustles, visit us on the gram at CND Events, at the Bradford NC, at Anthem.house, and at Hustle and Gather. And if you're interested in learning more about our speaking, training, or venue consulting, head to our website at hustleandgather.com. And if you love us and you love this show, we'd be more than honored if you left a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of Your Fluence. I'm Courtney. And I'm Dana. And we'll talk with you next time on Hustle and Gather.